Hello and welcome everyone to episode 27 of the VGC Trainer School Podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, as always, and joined with me today is my good friend, Tony. Tony, how are you doing? I'm in detention. It's only me. <laughs> I'm doing, Heads I'm down. Doing. <laughs> no talking. <laughs> do you remember Heads Up 7 Up? Anyways, I do, that's yeah. off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for that. We don't have time for the shit. There's a lot that happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. Fuck what I did. Let's get down to this. No, but yeah, for real. What are you, uh, what are you up to? You got oh, yeah, Fresno no. coming up this weekend. Yeah, no, in reality, I got Fresno. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I've been... Uh, practicing a team for fresno like i kind of have lower expectations right now where it's like oh you know if i do good that'll be cool but it's like it's the last regionals like if you're if you're not if you know you're not going to make points it's just like go have fun like fucking go out with the bang Mm -hmm. that's my advice to anyone that's going to fresno just even if you know that you're far from worlds and there's probably no fucking chance unless you win naic yeah yeah i mean go have fun just like get ready for 2024 because that's going to be the wild year regulation d is going to be nuts and i'm ready for it Mm -hmm. did you just really (laughs) (laughs) regulation d's is going to be nuts Uh, i completely agree with you yeah i think i think president is going to be fun it's interesting to me when you have a tournament right on the heels of the a previous week's tournament because the meta doesn't change too much. So you kind of wonder if things if people are going to see like the same things or if they're going to be doing something a little bit different. So I am very curious to see how that goes. And of course, we'll be rooting for you, Tony. I know that you I mean, may, your, your expectations may not be high, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if you go in and just absolutely curb stomp them. If I, if I do, I'm going to... First, I'm going to tell them, bite the curb. And then I'm going to be like, listen to my podcast with my friend Jake. Nice. That's that, intimidating. That is intimidating. <laughs> but they won't be able to because then I curb stomp them. Right. This is Pokemon. Hi. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, for me, I've been <laughs> uh, not doing too much, honestly, in the way of Pokemon. I don't know what it is. I've been enjoying watching the development of Regulation D. But I haven't really stepped my put my toe into it just yet. I've just been really oh. enjoying some of the the ladder tours. Like I don't know if you were were watching too many of them, but I was regulation, trying to stay away. Yeah, so it yeah. was it was wild. It was like Regulation D was announced, and then Regulation maybe, D was nuts. <laughs> it was announced, <laughs> and then like a day or so later, they were able to do the custom rules on Showdown for regulation c rules but include the home pokemon and so they were doing best of one forced team sheet ladder tours in the vgc forum and you were having a hundred person ladder tours it was actually like wild to see the participation in, in something like this it was it was really neat to be sort of like in that moment and you were seeing kind of the meta develop you know, right before your eyes, I was seeing a lot of the same names were doing well. And some of the, some of the team cores were popping up like, you know, Cresselia and Ursaluna and whatnot, but it was, it was cool. I really enjoyed I did, that. I enjoyed the cult. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you called it. I was like, that, yeah, that's amazing. The cult, it's the cult core. Yeah. It's, it's the lunar cult. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you are, what would it be? Because you got sun on there, but it's also like very moon based. Mm-hmm. It was Cress, Ursaluna, Lilligant, Hisuian, and Torkoal, the cult core. Yeah, no, I, I think Regulation D is going to, it's it's so cool. Like, it just, it's so, it feels so refreshing because it's like everything that you wanted, like everything I was hoping Regulation C would be. No, it's it, now it's Regulation D. This is, this is also the world's format. It's the beginning of 2024. It, it's, it, to me, it's an exciting format. It's yes. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm too hyped, but because of Fresno, I'm like trying to stay away from it. You know, I'm assuming this is going to be that time when everyone's just like, "Oh, this is what's good, this is what's bad." Like, 
early guesses. Like Ursula Luna, I don't know if it's doing as well as we all expected, but I think Cresselia is popping up mm-hmm. like insane. Sure. Yeah, so Ursula has cool. been doing very well, but we will certainly be getting into that later on. Not necessarily on this podcast, but later in some of the uh, other episodes for sure. But we do have some here to get to. So let's get into it. For this episode today, we have some news, as always. Then we have a split topic where we're going to talk about the, the Pokemon company Korea and the situation that they have going on there, as well as recapping the Milwaukee Regional. So let's get into the news. There is quite a bit to get into. There was a lot of news that came up over the weekend and since the last recording. So we definitely want to cover as much of it as we can. So we're just going to sort of go back and forth. And uh, Tony, let's kick it off with this first one, please. All right. Um, so let's start off with Reggie Alecki. Reggie Alecki has been silently nerfed. Maybe. Uh, we're pretty sure testing damage calculations has shown that Transistor has been reduced from a 50% boost to only 30%. This nerf does not appear to have come for Regidrago and its ability Dragon Maw. Without any official word from TPCI, at this point it's unclear if it's an error or a purposeful damage reduction from a powerful home Pokemon. I mean, it kind of deserved it. Let's be honest. We all got tired of Regieleggy. Like, I mean, it was exciting that it was coming back. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to, you know, fuck bundle, you know, uh, fuck booster energy. Just in general, that was like Regieleki Regi- was like that one. But now it's like, it was still, it's still strong. Like, let's not like act like this is going to be the end of the world and dry and leave Reggie Drago alone. He only has one thing going for him, and it is a choice scarf and dragon energy. If you find something else for it, by all means, send an email and tell me what else it fucking does. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a, a comment on this that doing this nerf to Eleki and not doing it to Drago further separates these two from the original trio of the Reggies because it's like the original trio of the Reggies were always together. Everywhere you saw... Registeel, you would be able to find Reggie, you know, Rock and and vice versa. But by only bringing in these two, it separates them further, which makes sense because they came in with the DLC for Sword and Shield. But then to either even split them in half of one gets a nerf and the other one doesn't, it's just kind of like, I don't know, for me, it like breaks the, the lore almost that the Reggies are all connected and have some significance of being together. I don't know if there's any significance to that personally or like, like in a grand scheme of things, but I don't know. I just kind of found it interesting that, yeah, they, they nerfed this thing because it was very, very big in all of the tournaments that we were seeing those, uh, those ladder tours for sure. Eliki being 200 speed is already insane. That is the fastest thing that will ever be in the game. Right. Nerf that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course they did it without telling us. Just like this next piece of something that they are doing and haven't necessarily announced it just yet. The Hong Kong Championships stream happened over the weekend and surprising many showed off a brand new returning feature, potentially a spectator mode. Now, what it did was it showed the HP stats of both sides, like the actual numbers themselves at the same time while also hiding the move selections of the players. So this is akin to the spectator modes that we've seen in the past, one that hasn't existed in Scarlet and Violet. There was also some mention of battle boxes being locked for this tournament, which is which is great. Maybe that could be something that gets rolled out to, you know, regional regionals and more in-person events, something that maybe Maybe it has some bearing on potentially not needing to do open team sheets in the future. I don't want to necessarily go that far, but there was some speculation on that. Of course, no official announcement has been made about this, but if it goes well, maybe it's something that we see for NAIC or the World Championship streams in the coming weeks. 
spectator mode would be kind of neat. Is that something that you have wanted to see, Tony? Do you think it's been missing from some of the streams? I think it's interesting. I would like to watch other... I, I'd like to watch games. Let's be honest. Like, If they bring back closed team sheet because of the battle boxes... I think the battle boxes are huge. Like The locked battle box system. There is a lot of speculation where it's like, oh, open team sheet is there so like nobody could cheat kind of thing. And it's like, I believe that. Like, I'm not going to doubt that that's the reasoning behind it. I also think Terras are just very fucking intense. Like, surprise Terras are rough. Yeah, no, I think I think the spectator mode is something for newcomers. It'll be great. Like, I think it'll be great for people to watch what other, like, higher up, like, say, top 100 players are doing. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. So I like it. I like it. I mean, why didn't they do it before? I don't know. For me personally, I don't think it's something that's I've necessarily been missing on the streams. I do think that from an entertainment perspective, it could really enhance that because there we talked about it before, I believe, where there was a moment in one of these streamed games that Joe Ugarte was playing in. He he clicked Fissure and the crowd went wild. Didn't even like they didn't even see it yet, right? It was just like the anticipation of it coming. I was there for that, right? I remember that, and so it was like that was a very exciting moment because they knew that it was happening. I'm curious if that same level of excitement would still be there if you didn't know that he had clicked fissure, right? Because mm. it's like it would have just happened and then it would have missed and it would have been like a very short, like, oh, oh you know, as opposed to, oh, is, is it going to happen? Is he's going to go last? Is it going to hit? Yeah. So maybe in some respects, like for that very specific situation, not seeing that the move was clicked or the Pokemon that are in the back. I don't know. It, it could be fun to like have that, have that sort of build, but I bet from their streaming perspective and maybe from like the, you know, the fan that wants that doesn't necessarily know like they don't want to know what's going to happen next and maybe sort of like figure out if you try to figure it out yourself maybe there's something to that of having it hidden i don't know so but we'll see of course what happens and like i said that was at the hong kong championships that is one of many major tournaments that occurred over the last several days so we want to give a shout out to those people that won those mm -hmm. tournaments so this is the segment Whoa. of the show where Tony gets to read off a bunch of names of people. So go ahead, sir. All right. <laughs> Frankest Tay. No. Uh, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna do my best. Mm -hmm. I'll do my I'll do my worst and then my best. So then it's like some of them might be the same. I'm not gonna lie. Uh Frankest Tay, also known as Francis Tai, for winning the Philippines Nationals. Uh, Melvin K for for winning Singapore. Uh, yeah, I I can't mess up Melvin K. Mm -hmm. Just K. Uh, oh fuck. Wana Kiel. Wham. Wana Kiel. I'm sorry, but congratulations on winning in Malaysia. Wayne Yu. That is a normal ass first name. Wayne Yu for winning Hong Kong Nationals. Javier Valdez. Valdex, uh, yeah, Javier Valdex for winning Santiago Regionals. Oh, that was that was that was a that was my mistake. It's Javier Valdez. That's supposed to be. Oh. That's my bad. You fucked me up on <laughs> Javier Valdez, uh, Nico Davide Cognetta for winning the Turin special event. And we sincerely apologize to everybody. Hope you had enjoyed that uh <laughs> so yes as we alluded to earlier this next one is that yes regulation d has been announced so it was announced it feels like it was a while ago but it was really less than a week ago at this point now the latter will not go live until july 1st and will run through september 30th so the same as Regulation C, where it is expand, it is extending for three months instead of just two, as regulations A and B did. So, my thinking on this, 
is that we're actually going to get DLC number one sometime in September. Because mm. I think that regulation E is going to be DLC plus home plus regulation C. That's going to that, be, that's my, that's my guess for, that for October. That's my question. And it's going to be like October, November, December. We're going to get DLC two sometime in December. And then starting January 1st, it's DLC one to home and reg C. I, I do think that this is very important to notice. I notice this. Uh, for Regulation D, there are two mods that are still not legal, which is Walking Wake and Iron Leaves. In addition to the restricteds and mythicals like Mewtwo and Zamazenta and yeah, yeah, Nerodon, yeah. yeah. But, but like, like the seven star raids are available, so like you can use Charizard and Cinderace if you want to. Yeah, but like it, it, like the thing that I notice. Are they considered restricteds? I don't think so. I, I, I it has to be I, it has to be an accessibility thing, right? Like you it has so? to be that they that there were so many issues with those raids in particular that they don't want to make them legal. This is my theory. Regulation E is just walking wake and iron leaves on top of regulation D. Yeah, it could be. I could see that. Like I I feel like like I would hope. Well, I mean September 30th, yeah, that's November. But then they'd have to release it November first, or no? Yeah, it would be October. October. October first, yeah. October is not a month. <laughs> You're crazy. It's, um, it's the greatest month. It has Halloween in it. It's my birthday month. <laughs> it's my wife's birthday month. That's why we get along. That's why I'm your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my theory: is a uh, walking wake and iron leaves, and it's like going to be a month long, and then it's like. Oh, it might be two months, and then it's like December is going to be the DLC. It'll they have to give you time to enjoy the DLC though. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see as we get closer. Maybe there'll be a Nintendo Direct or a Pokemon Presents here sometime mm-hmm. during the E3 or what used to be E3 time frame of like you know mid June, and we'll get mm-hmm. some more information on them. But more information on that later. So. Tony, why don't you just take these last two because they kind of are connected. All right. So one, if you guys didn't know, uh, Regulation D is on ladder now if you want to pre-plan for July, August, and September. And a fun fact about the genies, the, you know, the terrifying genies that we all know and hate, love. So all genies, special attacks from the Legends of Arceus, like Spring... Tide Storm, uh, Windbolt Storm, Equin Storm, and uh, Sandseer Storm all have perfect accuracy while in rain. Oh, so wait. Oh, one one quick note. So, Wild Bolt Storm, Bleak Wind Storm, and Sandseer Storm are perfect accuracy in, in rain. And those are oh. Thunderous, Tornadus, and Landorus, respectively. Springtide Storm, which is the signature special attack for Enamorous, does not have perfect, uh. perfect accuracy in rain. That yes, that was my bad. Um, <laughs> but that's wild. That's yeah. wild. Why are you going to buff these things? And they're, like, they're we crazy are... attacks too. They're a hundred power, and they have really good effects potentially of like lowering speed, causing paralysis, causing burn. Wild, especially like Landorus didn't need a buff, right? <laughs> they were like, we're not buffing Landorus T. We're buffing Landorus I want you to use this genie with a fucked up haircut. Use him and destroy things. And that is what he's doing. It's 100% accuracy with the chance. What is it? 30% chance to burn? I think there are 20% chances. That's still not bad. You could still double burn. They could be 30% chance. I'll I'll, I'll verify. So just vamp a little bit. (laughs) It's so gross. That's my news. That's gross. Now you have perfect rain teams. They were like, oh, you thought rain was bad? Not anymore. <laughs> Palafin and Landorus Eye just fucking your day up. Yeah, according to Showdown, they are 20% chances. So still, still, you know, significant because 20% chance is how likely it is to miss Hydro Pump. And that feels like that happens all the time. So it does. <laughs> it, it's 100% gonna miss when you use it on your opponent but your opponent hits 100 percent of the time yes the goal yes. is to be your opponent 
Uh, and speaking also of the latter, we did want to give a shout out to our very own Jack, aka oh. Night, Night Flash, who oh, sent Jack. us a uh, picture of the Regulation D ladder in which they sit currently at the top. I don't know if that'll be the case by the time this actually releases, but at the time of this recording, they're sitting at 1542. So massive congratulations to Jack jumping into Regulation D and dominating it but yeah that is the news so uh, quite a bit that did happen but the biggest story is the situation that's currently happening with tpc korea so let's just shift gears a little bit there's really no great segue to start talking about this because it's something that is not only extremely unfortunate but it's very disappointing to hear about what's happening and see the the outcry and the posts of solidarity that are occurring because of it and just knowing that nothing is going to change so for those that don't know there was a situation in which the top four players of a tournament that had all achieved day two world's invites were going to be playing against each other in a streamed match. And in the 11th hour, were all disqualified and subsequently unqualified for worlds. So a little bit of background on what has happened now, because if you are unaware of how this all transpired, it is important to provide some context. So in the world of Pokemon, there is the Pokemon company. It has several subsidiaries that govern the various regions that exist. So there's TPCI, which governs the UK and the United States. There's uh, TPC Korea and TPC Japan that govern those respective areas. Now, prior to COVID, Korea would have three different in-person tournaments that provided championship points. The last in-person event was in 2019. Since then, the Korean players have only had access to a single online tournament in the Trainers' Cup. Last year, Worlds finally came back and TPC Korea did not properly communicate with its players what was going to be happening. So it just decided to go with the Trainers' Cup as the online tournament of choice again. After the tournament had concluded, it was then announced that the top four of that tournament will be invited to Day 2 of Worlds, and only Masters players were eligible. So not only did they exclude juniors and seniors from this potential reward that they could have received, but also making a decision like this after the tournament had already concluded, thereby not giving their own players the ability to understand the gravity of the situation is not only inappropriate, but extremely unfair. Because it makes you think, how many people went into playing the Trainers' Cup and were just like, oh... There's no sense in me playing really of any you know significance to this because it's not like it's going to get me any. It's not going to get me anywhere. Only to then find out that oh, actually, had I been, you know, at the very top, I could have had a day two invite to Worlds. I don't know. There's something that really doesn't sit right with me on that because you have to be upfront with your players about what's happening, especially when it is an online tournament like this, which could be easily overlooked if you're not thinking that it's anything of significance so this year rolls around scarlet and violet the release covid restrictions and rules and regulations were making it much more accessible to have in-person tournaments which has been great january goes february goes and still no communication about what the Korean tournament circuit was going to have until March. After the United States and the UK had already had multiple tournaments and gone through multiple regulations. At this point, it was announced that the top 50 players from each of the global challenges 
essentially totaling 150 players, were going to be pitted against each other in a best-of-one online ladder tournament. Yes, an online ladder tournament where they could only play 10 games. The top four of this would get day two, and the top 16 would get a day one invite to Worlds. 150 players playing 10 games. 10 games to decide if you could go to the largest tournament in all of Pokemon. In a system that is extremely susceptible to game manipulation, having multiple accounts, and because of the fact that it's best of one closed team sheet, you could get ex- you could get surprised by something that is extremely off meta or just be a terrible terrible matchup for you and the team that you had built. And what's worse is just as like the Japan problems that they were having that Ray Rizzo had written, talked about, Korea was experiencing them as well. The latter wouldn't stop when a when a match concluded. So not only was it forcing you to play 10 games in a row, but also, because of the fact that you ended at the same exact time as your opponent, rematches were happening. So going back to that earlier example of that ladder cheese that you had faced, or just a really bad matchup for your team in particular, imagine playing that game multiple times because, oh look, there's another person that's available for a game. Yes, because I just battled them. Fine. This tournament ends and TPCK is like, okay, okay, this this was invalid. There's a ton of issues. Everybody in the top 16, you know what? We're just going to unqualify you for for day one. And um, you still do get some compensation. And uh, you get to be in this group of 150 for next year. So the issue with this that Nash was describing, and Nash is one of the players that one of the best players in Korea and one of the players that was in the group of the top four that was ultimately disqualified noted that this was really a slap in the face for competitors because being in the top 50 of the global challenge for Korean players specifically, man, you only had to get to a level of 1600, which I say only a level of 1600, which is still significant, but to be top you know, top 100 in UK, United States, like you had to be in like the 1700s in some instances. So they were basically just barely thrown a bone. But it also means that next year, the same format will occur, meaning that they're going to have to undergo and be subjected to these online tournaments again Instead of the in-person tournaments that they basically have to stare at the rest of the world getting to experience. It's like that meme of Squidward watching Patrick and SpongeBob run around outside as he's trapped inside. So two weeks later, the 150-person best-of-one ladder tournament that was, you know, cleaned up and fixed and redone to have all those issues sorted out. They came down to the top four that were decided, and they were Blue, Sangyun, Nash, and Miha. The top four were guaranteed day two invites, but had one final showdown before between the four to determine the placement of first through fourth places for prizes and accommodations, such as travel awards, hotel accommodations, paying for the flight, and so forth. And these matches were going to be streamed. They were going to be great successes and ways to promote, perhaps, the Korean Pokemon circuit. These top four players decided to bring a team full of only one move, Metronome, as a way to protest the issues that the community had been enduring for the last three-plus years, including, but not limited to, a lack of in-person events, poor communication to its players, lacking compensation, and also disregarding younger divisions for these major tournaments. We always talk about how can we grow the game and teach other people and watch the juniors and seniors players go on to do amazing things in Masters. Imagine those players playing and basically it's just all exhibition and having none of it mean anything. 
So before this final round was to occur, Blue, one of the aforementioned players, was emailed and notified that he had been disqualified for no reason. And I'm not just saying that. Like There was no reason that was given to Blue. There a request for information as to why nothing. So instead, the fifth place player, Batago, was then moved into the fourth position and given that day two invite. The other members of the top four spoke with the newly, the new member of the of the group, and Batago also agreed to bring a metronome team. The players locked in this team full of RNG and sent them in for review as they had to be approved because they were going to be on stream for nicknames and so forth. Another email went out, this time to all four members, and they had been notified that they had been disqualified. The ruling comes from an act of harm to participants or giving an offensive image or other actions as deemed inappropriate by Nintendo or the Pokemon company. They were disqualified. No other members were added to the top four. Simply, TPC Korea closed and canceled this top four event. And there's really nothing more to that. There's been a lot of outcry. There has been a lot of posts and solidarity of even one beanie of uh, the beanie brawls brought a full metronome team to Milwaukee. And guess what? They weren't disqualified. So maybe it's not necessarily the metronome. It's the fact that this was going to be a, uh, a bunch of battles of completely you know, meaningless or, or useless uh, stream content. Maybe they realized that it was in protest to something, or maybe they just didn't think that this was going to be good. So they disqualified them. They removed their day two qualification. Didn't even like bump it down to a day one or something. They just completely unqualified them. There's a lot to unpack here, but the thing that really gets me is these players did something that didn't harm anybody. These players did something that they were trying to stand up for the rest of their region, for, for, the, for the people that they battled with, and they paid the ultimate price for it in regards to them as a competitor. I don't know. Something just really doesn't sit right with me on that. That's ass. Like, it's such ass. Like, yeah you you would i i get the other thing that you were saying it's like they did pay like you know this is what everyone has been training for this is what everyone plays for it's like everyone's goal right you want to go to worlds you want that invite and they just lost it because of the protest and it's like you're trying to get the word out but and you paid the ultimate price but if nothing happens, then it's it sucks. Like it sucks, dude. Like I feel bad for them. They because you know that be, being the best at what you want to do, and then having it just like kind of be like ah, uh, like and it's like oh, we could just take away your world's invites just like that. That sucks. Like that fucking sucks. Yeah, and that it's it's that level of well, not level, but I guess it's that power dynamic that exists right that makes it so uncomfortable because there have been several videos that have been out there where uh, that that wolf has done i highly suggest watching that the tub takes interview i believe nash was on there so definitely check that out also just check out nash on vgc uh, nash vgc on twitter to see their full account that's where a lot of this information comes from and it's the fact that like the pokemon company doesn't need these events they lose money on them so they have no desire or no need to put them on so something as small as this where it's like they took it as such an affront and an offense to them that they disqualified them removed their invite and just straight up canceled the event entirely and there was no recourse there's nothing that could be done and it was, it was peaceful, it was harmless, 
It was funny. It, like, there's a part of me that's like, I bet it actually would have been somewhat interesting to watch a full-on metronome game because the thing is, and I mentioned before, they had already guaranteed their 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 day two. This was just to figure out placing and prizing and accommodation. It was essentially a trumped up exhibition match between these four great players. And yet it was just all taken away. And that can happen at any time. You know, like it feels like you can't you can't speak out, you can't say anything because it gets shut down. And I mean, this isn't certainly unusual considering what, you know, Nintendo as a larger company has done with emulation and roms and uh, copyright and everything in in those reg- in, in that regard so it's still just shocking to hear okay so we've talked about all this it is clearly a very uncomfortable and very unfortunate situation especially from outsiders looking in and seeing what has transpired and kind of with the feeling of like well you know there's Really not much that I can do in in my current state. And that is true in in a a sense, because number one, you know, we aren't governed by TPC Korea, but I do think that we can be doing something. And it's just when something like this happens, something that is your community your 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 group your your people are being affected in such a way i'm very impressed by the stance that they took and the decision that they made to stand up against it because they did it in a in a great way that didn't necessarily impact anybody and they also did it in such a way that because of the fact that it's so harmless the response that was received was so loud and clear that it probably made more news because of the fact that they were disqualified. They were they did have their invites stripped all because of using metronome. That's an amazing headline, right? Four top four players disqualified for using metronome. You're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Had they, they just let this, had they just let this, <laughs> this let this play out, it probably would have been a footnote. If if anything, it would have been a fun like, hey, these top four players all made day two, so they decided to bring metronome. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and on to the next seven star terror raid. But it's like that's not what happened. And so the only way that we can ever get real change is to continuously push the envelope and then stand behind the people to do. So I'm not necessarily telling you to go out and and protest as well or anything like that, but just keep your eyes open for these opportunities that present themselves where if you have the ability to stand up for you or your group, your circle, your larger community, Take that opportunity, you know, not everyone will. And that's totally fine. That is totally fine. But if you really think, if you really feel that it's right, do so. And uh, I wish you the best. And I'll certainly try to do my part as well. We're here to spread the word. (laughs) Absolutely. And that is the situation over in TPC Korea. So again, we wish all of those players the absolute best, both for the rest of the, this year and moving forward, because I got to say, one of the other crimes that is being committed here is like, let these players play in person because those are the <laughs> best absolute tournaments. There was something that um, I did want to bring up about Hartford that I remembered well after the fact, but when I went I didn't bring my controller cord. So I wasn't able to use my wireless pro controller because it has to be wired when you're playing in person. And so as a result, I had to just hold the Joy-Cons attached to the screen like a noob. 
And oh. when I was there with, uh, I know I was like, I was like that Low guy. Blow. Like, it was my- so clearly my first tournament. <laughs> you you so, know what sucks? I do that every time. So this just hurts my feelings now. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, we were talking to Will and his friend Shiv that came and he had the realization. He's like, wait, 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 hold on. His name is Shiv. I think so. Yeah. Like, it could be short like- or something. Like the thing that they stab you with in prison? Well, probably. It could have been a nickname because that dude was sharp. Well, I mean, like, geez. Like, mm-hmm. first Will has a cousin named Vinny, and now he's hanging out with a guy named Shiv? True, true. But back to it. He, <laughs> the person that that, that, that that he was playing against, clicked Blizzard into his Chen Pao on the exact turn that he went for Terra Grass. And his argument was, I bet he saw my finger click the top button, left L or R or whatever it is, to Terra, like to Jurassicize, because of the fact that you can't have your wire, like your wired controller below, you know, below the desk or whatever like that. So if you are using, if you if you do have to use the Joy Cons, make sure to like select the Terra with A and you can like move your you know your, your controller around or your joystick around to like select that. That way you don't inadvertently give away the fact that you're potentially going to drastalize that turn. Because with the open team sheet, you know what it's gonna be. I just want you to know you just fucking blew my mind right now. <laughs> this is like you know what deep down I always thought about this because I I'm I'm the fucking noob that uses that just plays. I don't bring my controller so I always wondered, I'm like, you know, in reality, we could just watch each other's controllers. Like, not sure. trying to, like, I don't know if that's like, I wouldn't say inappropriate. What's the word? Unsportsmanlike. Right. But frowned, I mean, frowned upon. Yeah. It's frowned upon. Yeah. I don't know if it's exactly frowned upon, but I mean, you're kind of there. So, like, it's a, if you look at your opponent and then you look uh, down at the screen and then you look at your opponent and then you just happen to see their finger click. Mm-hmm. You know that it's. I guess that's part of the game for in person, right? In a way, in a way. So yeah, just as a uh, as a as a noob pro tip, click Terra with the A. Don't uh, select it with the shoulder button. I'm bringing my controller now that I know I'm going to be severely judged by this. <laughs> <laughs> but moving from uh, in person events to the one that just happened in. Milwaukee. Let's talk about it. So first and foremost, congratulations to Brian Yum for winning Milwaukee Regionals. They played absolutely amazing, and I had the pleasure of playing them at Hartford, and they tore me up. So I am certainly not surprised that they were able to bring home the glory because they are truly a fantastic player. Now we both played regional champions. That's right. <laughs> you know what? We we bring it out of them, you know? <laughs> I think his team is interesting. I, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. So we are going to talk about some of these teams. I can't necessarily commit to all of them, but we'll see how it goes. We're going to go from... We're going to do top to bottom. That way we make sure to get these in first. So for... Brian's team. Let's go through it. So they had Iron Hands, Ting Lu, Gyarados, Chi Yu, Fluttermane, and Amoongus. So some of the things that right off the bat are important to note about this. This is Choice Specs Chi Yu with Terra Water and Terra Blast, which nice. is very, very cool. They also had Booster Energy Fluttermane, and it is Speed Booster Fluttermane. So that's a very good pair and lead that they could have. The Ting Lu is Assault Vest, Safety Goggles, Iron Hands with Fire Terra. So it can really just sit there in front of burns and spores if need be. And also Fairy Terra on Gyarados, which is interesting. So to you, Tony, anything else stand out about this team? Uh, besides all of them are named after tarot cards and I, I want to point that out nobody can see it right now but like I, i'm reading the name I'm just i was like, oh, wondering what those were it's like the sun the moon the devil the tower i had no idea i thought there's just like 
Yeah, no, those I are it was tarot magic, cards. actually, like Magic the Gathering. I thought there was a reference there, but oh man, we're not getting into that one. That's a longer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but they are tarot cards, so that's cool, and they all make sense, kind of. But I mean, yeah, the Terra Fairy Gyarados. I wonder if, like, sometimes you gotta wonder, is like, is that a meta call? Like, are you trying to do a meta call? Because I guess in some cases it would make sense, like with Outrage Dragonites popping up, uh, swamps. Outrage Roaring Moon popping up. Um, you know, just in general, just dragon types. I guess that's when it makes sense. Because the popular one being Terra Steel, you won't have to worry about the heat waves coming from Chi Yu's on the, on the opposing side. So I guess that's like one of the other reasons. Yeah, I mean, you could technically go Terra Water, but you're keeping the water typing. And I guess the main point of Terra is to switch into something that you're not. Yeah, I, I I think that's it's such a cool like thing to see. I don't know mm-hmm. its exact purpose, but it's kind of cool to see. I'll give it that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it it, re- it removes the it removes the electric weakness, but maintains the fighting resist. So maybe there's something to that. Moving on to the person that they played in the finals, the. The king, king of the himself. the king of the pop off, uh, James Evans, rocking a very hyper offense team. We have Talonflame, Iron Bundle, Iron Hands, Goldengo, Garchomp, and Chen Pao. Some of the interesting things of note: Clear Amulet and Steel Terra on the Garchomp. We have specs on Goldengo with Trick. He used that a lot, specifically to target down those Pokemon like Amoongus and Ting Lu. He used it on several times in on his stream matches to just send it that choice specs. And you know that when you are then getting something from those bulkier Pokemon, you're getting a pretty good item in return, whether it's like a pinch berry or a salt vest or something like that. Booster bundle. And safety goggles on Talonflame. So no Covert Cloak or Sharp Beak or something like that. And then Will-O-Wisp, Tailwind, Taunt, and Brave Bird on the Talonflame. The Will-O-Wisp was both successful and also punishing in several of those stream matches for sure. Because missing Will-O-Wisp is just... It's it's so heartbreaking. It's brutal. it's it's the equivalent to missing hydro pump. It's like this could have changed so many things, but I just missed. I I'm a big fan of Talonflame right now. I do mm-hmm. think priority is going to be popping up nonstop at a yeah. at Fresno. That's my guess. Talonflame is one of those interesting Pokemon too, where it's like it just so happens to be a fire type, but it never runs any fire moves really. Like yeah. Flare Blitz has really fallen off on Talonflame in place of Willow, Tailwind, Taunt, Protect, Quick Guard, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I was trying Flare Blitz because, like, the, the you know, the idea of Talonflame is you, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to go. But so you would have, I was trying Flare Blitz because it's like, what if I run into like King Gambit, you know, just some, or just Terra Steel, Great Tusk, because, you know, that's a thing. And it's like Brave Bird would KO the Great Tusk if it didn't Terra, but there's always that chance you're going to Terra for sure. Right. Um, But yeah, no, Talonflame is definitely interesting because it has that, like, it has the ability to pivot between either I'm just going to support you or I am going to hit you very hard turn one. And then if I do anything turn two, then that's just a bonus. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. not technically fast anymore. Like it's fast, but like there's faster right now. <laughs> what a world where 126 isn't fast anymore. Yeah. Or what is it 125? You? Regardless, it doesn't matter. But still. What are you, Trick Room? <laughs> exactly. Trick Room. Iron Ball, Italian Flame, new meta. Called it here. <laughs> Speaking of Iron Ball, something very heavy we find on Alex Underhill's team, the third place team. They're running Fluttermane, Ting Lu, Dragonite, Iron Hands, Got the Tail, and the one, the only, the worm, Orthworm on there. And I do know these nicknames, which is fun. Do you? 
Camera, Fuse, Ascend, Ultra Hand, Recall, Auto Build. Somebody has been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, so not. we got Booster, Fluttermane. I should have checked. Do you know if it's special or special attack or speed? I think I it was speed. Not. I don't think he showed up too many times on the stream until like the end. So I, yeah. I, I, want, I don't know. Um, multi-scale Lumberry Dragonite, Fire Terra, Safety Goggles, Iron Hands. This one's interesting. Terra Water Gothitelle with Focus Sash. Which I, I have to imagine is to be able to like, you don't have to run any bulk in uh, uh, special defense, I guess. So you can just eat the, the Shadow Ball, still Trick Room, and then die because then you can bring in like the orthworm or the ting lu next to the iron hands i know this this is the talk of uh milwaukee like everyone else is like like you know there's always that one team this is that team this yeah. is the team that got everybody pumped it's like did you see that Gothworm is fucking winning and it's like no i haven't seen it yet please <laughs> tell me more though uh yeah no this this team it's it's an earthworm team like at first when you look at it it's like oh it's an earthworm team but then it's like seeing how well it did it's just like oh now you want to look into it then you want to try it then it's like oh my god this makes so much sense like i'm so used to gyarados on these things but this one has dragonite this one has gothitelle like you're trapped with me yeah. i am going to ruin your life yeah on the pokesports podcast Kevin was talking about Orthworm Dragonite as being a really fun pairing because you can shed tail into the Dragonite. So you're sitting with multi-scale oh. behind the shed tail and you can okay. just start D dancing and it's crazy. I remember that from uh Sao Paul, I think. The Could the be. winning team. Could yeah, be. no, okay. So I I do remember Dragonite. That's my bad. Uh yeah, I, I'm also I think it's the Iron Hands that's off. For me, it's the Iron Hands and the Gothitelle that are a little different. But yeah, it's the Gyarados. I'm used to Gyarados. Mm -hmm. uh, Dragonite's normally there. Yeah, you get the Orthworm. You, yeah, you do the Shadow. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, no, I remember trying this when I was trying to look for a team in the beginning for Fresno, and it was, it was cool as shit. Like it was super cool. Then we added Snow and made something cool that had to retire. All right, moving on to Palchua in the fourth. Position they had Gyarados, Fluttermane, Iron Hands, Amoongus, Ting Lu, and Chi Yu. This is hmm. semi the this is like kind of the new balance core with Chi Yu, Iron Hands, and Gyarados. And then of Another course, you Fairy. I think this is this is this is the same six that Brian Yoon brought, but very different, obviously. We have safety goggles on Chi Yu. Poison Terra, Ting Lu with Leftovers. We have Assault Vest, Grass Terra, Iron Hands, Choice Specs, Fluttermane, and then Wikiberry Gyarados, which it's interesting because that must mean attack. that I thought the yeah, I thought Wikiberry is for special attack. Like, but it, it, the, the, if it's a minus special attack nature, then you get confused. Yeah, so this one would have to be a slower version. You think it's like sassy or relaxed or brave or something? I I, I would assume sassy because a lot of them do the special defense boost. So unless it, it could be brave. I, I can't say it can't be brave, but it's definitely interesting to see that it is a wiki berry. Right. That I would think figgy or something along those a lines. Guav, yeah. like any of the defense ones. Right. But anyway, this is a very tried and true core that does well it's it seems like it's more like a more supportive ting lu in a way giving it that ruination instead of something like you know instead of just going four full attacks no protect on a Moongus is neat the, risky yeah rebel life <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is like a nasty plot chi you with rage powder Moongus and fake out on iron hands is cool that is a that that's very good. And then you can throw in Thunder Wave Taunt with Gyarados to make sure that Chiyu is going fast. I love Nasty Plot on Chiyu. You get you set one, 
You're just blowing things up. Oh, I remember when you guys did that. It was like the nasty plot to you with like, what was it? Citrus berry or something? Uh, and it was... No, it was life orb, I think. Uh, that's even grosser. It was, yeah, it was life orb, nasty plot. And we had, we had mouse, mouse hole. Yeah. That was fun. Good times. Uh, next, we have of another fun team. Rushil Takar Uncle coming Doc. in fifth place. Here's our Dozo team. So we have Goldengo, Tatsugiri, Palmot returns, Talonflame, Dondozo, and Glimora. So obviously Palmot's there. A callback to some of the earlier regulations. Fake out, close combat, double shock, and revival blessing with a focus sash. And natural cure. It's not even bolts absorb. Oh, that's or, neat. Uh, yeah, so it's like, it's super uh, support based. Mm-hmm. which That's pretty neat. I always see these teams and I always wonder, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I know what you're about to do, but if I let you do it, then I'm just going to be distracted and you're just going to ruin my day. So it, it's, I, I think it's such a cool team. Like, Palma coming back is just great. I think the one Pama I did see was against Nails, and it was like uh, the double shock does so much. The double shock. Oh. I, I just want to fanboy about this team right now, but I know I shouldn't. It's a cool team. Let's give it that. It's it's a it's a Glimdozo team with a Talonflame and a Pama. Also important to note that it is the stretchy form. Of Dondozo or um, T- Tatsugiri rather, which is the yellow one, meaning that when using Order Up, which this Dondozo does have, it gets a speed boost. Fast Dozo. Yep. But like uh, Fast Dozo has, has, has come up multiple times. Typically, people go with the uh, the orange one that gives you the attack boost. But it's kind of cool yeah. to see the, the fast Dondozo with like EQ, Terra Blast, Terra Grass. This one's unaware. Oblivious had been the call for a little bit, so switch effect unaware is cool. It, it is kind of surprising that unaware is the option right now for this one specifically. But I wonder if it's for like probably for the swords dance from Iron Hands. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Moving on to number six. Stop me if you've heard this six before. Chi Yu, Gyarados, Amoongus, Iron Hands, Ting Lu, and Fluttermane, piloted by Panda, aka Justin Tang, again in the sixth spot. This is a little different than the Brian Yum team. I saw choice specs on Chi Yu and thought for a second that maybe it was similar because it is also booster energy on Fluttermane. But no, this uh, this Ting Lu has Stone Edge, which we did see connect on stream, which is kind of wild. I hate Stone Edge. I, I never <laughs> hit it. Terra Fire on Iron Hands with Safety Goggles, Swords Dance, Drain Punch, Wild Charge, Protect. Rocky Helmet Amoongus with no Protect on there either. And this is the Terra Fairy Gyarados, which, you know, is like that Brian Yum or Yum uh, call. So... Fun team, not much to say about it that hasn't already been said before. All Anything... of these are Terra Fairy Gyarados. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh Ting Lu being Wu Tang, because you know, as the words of the Wu Tang clan, Wu Tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, other than that though, yeah, no, it's 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 cool. Like, you know, it's it's nothing like we haven't seen before. Uh it is int- you know. Justin Tang is still doing really well for being, he's basically the new kid on the block that's just taken over. And I'm, I'm cheering for him deep down. That's all I got. I'm cheering for him. So I take it back. These are the exact same team between Brian Yum and Justin Tang. I wonder if they team build together. It hmm. could be. That seems very unfair for the rest of us, but <laughs> I think Justin's earned that at this point. You know what? I, I can't be mad because, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can. I can team build with me. I'm exactly. cool. I no. like giraffes. We're so cool. I will make a giraffe work on any team and not do well. <laughs> That's my application. 
Going into rounding out, we have the last two here. This one is Jishuo Dang coming in at the seventh spot. Another Dozo team. Uh, Tatsugiri, the curly form. So getting that would be getting the attack boost, but this Dozo does not have order up. Instead, it is Wave Crash, Earthquake, Terra Blast, and Protect with the Oblivious ability. We have Glamora, Fluttermane, Chi Yu, and Iron Bundle. So this is a pretty standard, like four big special attackers plus Tatsugiri and Dondozo, and with the Glamora benefiting from the special attack, but also setting up the toxic debris and mortal spin poison damage for Dozo and Giri to sweep in the back. This is like this is probably the archetype for the Dozo team for Regulation C. I think that has had the most success. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I wish I could just say more and be like, yeah, you know, I'm really like going to deep. It's like you, you know what it is. <laughs> like, it's cool that it still works though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not hating on it. It's just like it's not much that we can. It's not anything we haven't talked about before, right? But. It's still cool to see that it's still working. And this one's Tatsugiri, Tatsugiri Curly. Mm-hmm. It's the orange version. That's the one everyone... You know what? I, I like it because it's the former Titan, but I think yellow's still my favorite. Just And, and the defense one, that's just... Yeah, I like the pink useless. one. It's cool. It's so useless, but I love <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. And it's last, but certainly, certainly not least... We have Austin Acosta coming in in eighth, bringing a team of Chen Pao, Iron Bundle, Garchomp, Iron Hands, Talonflame, and Goldango. Okay, let me check. Is this the same team as? Almost, I think. I think the cool thing to note is uh, Iron Bundle is Terra Grass on this team. I don't okay. know if James had a terra grass bundle um i do know want to point out that uh it looks like talon tusk is not popping up as much as talon chomp which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm so used to talon tusk at this point but now it's talon chomp and the most of the talent chomps don't need choice scarf so because you, you know you're decently fast you'll tailwind but other than that, do, 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 do. So there's a couple changes on here, uh, namely the iron hands on James Evans, his assault vest, fake out wild charge, drain punch, heavy slam, whereas Austin Acosta is also assault vest, but drain punch, wild charge, fake out, and bolt switch. The really spicy thing that is on this Goldango, though, if you can see it, Make it rain shadow ball trick, which is the same as James, except this fourth move slot, nasty plot. That's right. Choice specs, nasty plot. That is so cool because what you do is you trick like the Amoongus or something like that, forcing them to have to switch out. You get a berry, you get leftovers, you get focus sash, you get, you know, safety goggles, what have you. And then you can freely nasty plot or you keep the choice specs and you just make it rain or shadow ball. So it's like no matter what you're what you need to do, if you don't need that fourth slot of Thunderbolt or Power Gem or something like that, you can set up to plus two or just start at plus one, whatever you want. I think that's so cool. That's it's big brain. It's mm-hmm. super big brain. But it also makes you wonder, like, how are you building this? Right. Like it's not going to be two fifty two two fifty two uh, special attack and speed. I mean, like, would you no, have a not because you get set? tailwind? So, and the only thing that I have about this is you know that you're only clicking trick into certain mods. You're not doing it into like assault vesting lose or anything like that because you're sure. you'll only have two moves. But you're doing it into something that you know where you're not locked into moves and you're probably getting some recovery like like berries i mm-hmm. can see you doing it for any berry and then just take the recovery and then just do another trick just to be a just to be a douchebag um but yeah no i think you he would have to play this extremely well and he did obviously he's top eight so yeah that, it's definitely really cool to see that here's the other thing too 
you could also choice specs trick onto the booster bundle. How cool would that be? Oh, don't make me miss it. That sounds cracked. <laughs> I don't know if you could ever really pull that off, but it's like you you fake out the the make it rain icy wind or something like that. And instead you you still icy wind, but then you trick the choice specs away because the booster energy is now is now used up. You don't get anything back, but you could steal something because as long as one Pokemon has an item, you can just move it around. That's fun. That's. Oh, (laughs) just just make just make it where uh, you this is what you do. This is what you do. You get because who gets it? Does uh, does Grimstar get it too? Right? Yeah, it gets yeah. or yeah. I think so. So you 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 do that. You trick the booster bundle with choice specs, and then you you know the Grimstar gets fucking nothing, and then it parting shots into the bomb of snow, and you just blizzard the fuck out of everything at there you boosted go. speed. There you go. It's not going to work. I that's your Fresno team, do. baby. That's my Fresno team. That's the new meta. <laughs> totally bring that and try to pull that off every time. At least to a side event. No, do it when I'm there. Just yeah. so I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And I'll high five you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, at the end of the day, that's all I really want. <laughs> and speaking of the end of the day, this is the end of the episode. So thank you all very much for sticking with us we do really really appreciate it thanks for Um, sitting through detention (laughs) yes you can all you can all go now the uh the late bus is here we'll take you home you degenerates okay (laughs) well uh we'll wrap it up there again thank you very much all for listening do be sure to come check out our discord um, it is at the uh, VGC Trainer School podcast. I will make sure to, as always, have a link in the notes because we do have a tournament that will be coming up. That is Regulation D. Yeah, we have we so we have um, Regulation D tournament is coming up on June eighteenth. So not this coming weekend, but. The weekend after. The weekend after, yeah. So it'll be on that, that Sunday. So if you're interested in trying out some Regulation D, definitely do stop by. Also, of course, you can, as always, send us an email to VGC Trainer School at gmail.com. Of course, the uh, link will be, or the uh, email address will be there in the show notes as well. And Let us know again, you know, just any Pokemon that you are very excited to use more of in Regulation D now that we have all of the rules and more of the meta is being developed. But with that, we will say our goodbyes. So, Tony, after you. Regulation D is nuts. Do it. Go for it. There's no message, I promise. (laughs) None at all. None at all. And of course, as always, I've been Jake. Thank you all so much for your time. We do sincerely appreciate it. Class dismissed.